Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and welcome to episode 10 of the Fantasy NFL Today podcast. And welcome to a monumental Fantasy NFL Today podcast, episode 10. We've already pounded through 10 episodes of my podcast, and we haven't even hit training camp. If you haven't already, please make sure you subscribe to this podcast, rate this podcast, like this podcast, share this podcast, anything you could do, because honestly, it's really going to help me. So I really appreciate it. Also, if you haven't, make sure you are following me on Twitter at JP Sticko. And that's very important because how I start off every episode is I go through my Twitter and I I post polls and on these polls, I ask questions and my followers answer these questions. And then I kind of review the answers with everyone here live on the podcast. So the first question that I asked on my Twitter was, who would you rather draft? Would you rather draft this year, Kenneth Walker to third or Rashad Penny? And this is in PPR. And this, I also said, is for non-keeper leagues. So redraft leagues. Kenneth Walker the third, the rookie, or Rashad Penny, who's been in Seattle for a few years now. And the reason why I asked this question, because I found it pretty shocking that I was on um, another an, uh, fantasy experts page on Twitter, and he had asked the same question, and I was shocked. The majority of his followers were saying that they would rather have Rashad Penny if you draft Kenneth Walker the third, you're not thinking, you're overthinking, you are too attracted to the new shiny toy in Seattle. So I was like, you know what? I, I, let me ask my followers because I feel like my followers have a different niche, a different touch of, re- of reality. And I asked it and the poll ended yesterday and it was 63% for Kenneth Walker III and 38% for Rashad Penny. Again, very shocking. It was almost flipped. Uh, on the other expert that I follow on Twitter, hit, when he asked the question, it was almost flipped. They had 63 or 65% for Rashad Penny. So I kind of went through and I looked at all the comments, and some of the comments are, give me the new shiny toy with no injury concerns, who, ha- who was a Heisman Trophy contender. Another comment is, I'll take the younger with upside. Pretty sure we know who Penny is. Walker ceiling is significantly higher. And then a Candace had a really good point. She says, I'll agree, but for a different reason. We've only seen five games of what Penny can be in the last four years because of injury. So I actually think we don't know Penny's true ceiling at all. But because of the injury history, I'd still pick Ken, Kenneth Walker III. And I think that's a great point. I think she makes a very valid point. We don't really know what Rashard Penny is, right? But what we do know is he's got some serious injury concerns. And if you want to take that new shiny toy, I don't see why you can't. It's not like Rashard Penny's going to blow up the world this year. It's not like you're going to be drafting Rashard Penny and expect that he's going to be your RB1. So why not take a chance on the rookie? Why not take a chance on the Michigan State product that Seattle is obviously very high on? Why don't you just take a shot? And I agree, Candace. That's a great point. Thanks for posting that on my Twitter. I really appreciate it. So, again, I would say go with the new shiny toy. We don't know what what Pen, Rashard Penny is, but we do know that he's a he's a serious injury risk. And without Chris Carson around, 
Walker's going to get an opportunity with or without Penny in the lineup. And that opportunity is only going to grow if Penny does get hurt, which if we're looking back on history and we're looking back on taking, you know, the statistics of it all, that chances are he probably will. So I give me that new shiny toy for sure. The guy's an absolute stud and they drafted him for a reason. The next post uh, question that I posted, I said, you're on the clock at pick number four. So far, Jonathan Taylor, Henry, and Najee Harris have been taken. Do you dare take Christian McCaffrey? And I was fully expecting almost a 50-50 split. And to my surprise, it was 60% yep and 40% no. The reason why I asked this question is I feel like this is a question as old as time with Christian McCaffrey, at least over the past couple of years. You know, you have the first pick. Do you take McCaffrey? Because of the injury, sometimes people lean away from it. Sometimes they do. However, at pick number four, with Jonathan Taylor, Henry, and Najee off the board, there's only a couple options you can go. Especially if you're looking at running back in the first round, which I highly suggest you do. But we'll get to that once we get to draft strategies much later on in the podcast season. But you are either looking at Christian McCaffrey, Austin Eckler, or Dalvin Cook. Those are basically your other options after the guys that were selected in front of you. Christian McCaffrey, injury risk. Dalvin Cook, injury risk. And then there's Austin Eckler. I do love Austin Eckler, and I probably will have to take him here just because of the injury concern in McCaffrey. So give me the Austin Eckler pick here. But I do see why people would be willing to take a chance on McCaffrey. Fantasy football is about taking chances. And if McCaffrey stays healthy, he will, without a doubt, be the number one running back in PPR leagues. He's got to, If he stays healthy for all 16 games, book it, for sure, number one. But will he be healthy? One of my followers, Matt, commented on that question, and he said, I'd pass too many injuries. Even if he puts up numbers, you are scrambling for a top pick production for five to six weeks. That's absolutely valid. I mean, you will probably win your first four weeks, thank the Christian McGaffrey, but if he goes down, there goes the rest of the season, and you'll be scrambling for first-round numbers for the rest of the year. So again, it's all about whether you're not think that Christian McCaffrey can stay healthy. And I'm going to lean towards more Austin Eckler here with that fourth pick, especially in PPR. I love Austin Eckler. He finds the end zone. He can catch the ball, and he's just an overall great receiver in LA for the Chargers. All right. If you're ready, I'm ready. Let's roll. On episode 10, we are about to start covering three running backs that I believe will beat their current average draft position, or also known as ADP. This one running back I have been talking about on my Twitter and also other podcasts since I started about four weeks ago. This running back is a huge risk, but also a huge reward. This player is you guessed it saquon barkley i'm not gonna i'm gonna actually know what not that i'm not gonna do it i'm going to i'm gonna continue to pound the name saquon barkley into your brain as we move forward in these podcasts do you know what his adp currently is right now 
if you had to take a guess, say Quan Barkley, what do you think his ADP would be? Top 10, top 15, top 20, top 25. He's ADP currently running back 17. The true three-down workhorse, which is almost like finding a unicorn in the NFL today, is ADP 17. I understand he's an injury risk, just like Christian McCaffrey and just like Dalvin Cook. But you're going to take Dalvin Cook and Christian McCaffrey, you're going to have to if you want them, first half of the first round. Listen to me. Hear me out. You can probably get Barkley in the third round in fantasy football redraft leagues. Especially with that ADP of 17. You're looking at tail end of the second into the third. Give me Saquon Barkley's upside in the third round any day of the week. Three down back. Three down workhorse on a New York Giants offense that has something to prove this year. They have an upgraded, they upgraded their offensive line. They have a new shiny toy at wide receiver in Wendell. And Daniel Jones is basically on his contract year. He's on it, a prove it or lose it year. Saquon Barkley is going to catch passes. And Saquon Barkley is going to be the focal point of that offense. That's why the ball was brought in, to change that offense, make it look pretty. Kafka was brought in, make that offense look pretty. I talked about this last week. But one thing that I found even more exciting for the potential of Saquon Barkley to go off was an article from, I think it was the New York Times, uh, from a reporter, I'm sorry, from the New York Times. And he was covering uh, Giants, Giants practice. And I quote, Saquon Barkley did not have any notable receptions on Thursday. What was notable, though, was the number of times the Giants lined Barkley up as a wide receiver, both outside and inside. So that means in the slot. Are you serious? A running back getting lined up everywhere on the field? Going 17? In ADP, this guy may not even come off the field unless, of course, you're right. If this is what you're thinking, he gets hurt. And there's always a chance that he's going to get hurt. There's always a chance anybody's going to get hurt. But if you saw Saquon Barkley's injuries last year or in the year before and all of his injuries previously, they were all like fluke injuries, stepping on ankles, tripping over the first down marker. So. I am going to absolutely take a running back in PPR League in the third round, possibly even the second round, that is lining up in the slot, in the backfield, out wide. Hmm. Something smells like a little, maybe a possible Debo-type role here for Saquon, maybe to try to keep him healthy. Get him the ball in space. We've been saying this since his rookie year. If you see, I'm getting a little angry about this whole entire thing. The Giants' offense has been abysmal. And all they try to do is run. They were just trying to run the ball up the middle last year, and I just don't understand. Even when Saquon was playing. Get him the ball in space. That's why he was good his rookie year. They were doing a lot of outside zones, pitch plays, little screens, dump passes. Get him the ball 
in space. And I think Kafka is going to do so, playing calls now for the New York Giants. I believe the ball is going to force feed Saquon Barkley because he gives you the best chance to win. You know what they're thinking right now as a coaching staff? Everyone thinks this guy's going to get hurt, so why don't we just try to run him to the ground and see what happens or get him the ball and see what happens. Saquon Barkley is going to touch the ball a whole lot this year when he's on the field. So if you believe that Saquon Barkley will be healthy this season, you should absolutely grab him in the second to early third round. There's no doubt. The upside is tremendous. The value is even better. That's what people need to start. That's what fantasy football managers, you guys, if you're not already, need to start thinking about is value. You are potentially getting a top three to top five PPR running back in the third round. That's value. Cooper Cup last year was value. Robert Woods was getting drafted in front of Cooper Cup last year. You guys understand that, right? Value was in Cooper Cup in like the sixth or seventh round. I forgot what it was, but I'm pretty sure it was sixth or seventh round. What did he do last year? Went off. It's about value. Allen Robinson could be value this year. T. Higgins is value this year. Yeah, Jamal Chase, Jamar Chase is good. And of course, Cooper Cup is good. But the value, you got to take a early first round pick or a first round pick for a Chase or a Cup. You could wait on the Allen. Okay, value. You guys, we got to start thinking value here. And that's one of going to be my episode, you know, moving forward. One of my later episodes after trading camp is where am I finding value? And these episodes right now, these ADPs are actually value type podcasts, value type rankings, because where they're getting drafted is way too late. So you're going to get value. Okay, you're going to get value if you move up for them. But there's also players that are getting drafted late or getting drafted um, too early. And we're going to touch on that a little bit later. But Going back to my point, Saquon Barkley in the second and the third round is value. ADP is currently 17. When my rankings come out, you will find him in the top 10. I have Saquon Barkley in the top 10. Speaking of my rankings, it will be out on sportsethos.com very soon. We're just putting some finishing touches on them. And again, this is only rough draft one. This is going to continue as I see breaking news, as I continue every day. I'm probably going to go in and going to change a little bit of something, something. And then I'll do a final. Here's my rankings. Print this out. Bring this to your draft and have a little fun winning your league and dominating your league. But Saquon Barkley, value. Way, way, way undervalued at ADP 17. Folks, there is no such thing as a fantasy offseason. Only the pre-draft season. And here at Sports Ethos, the pre-draft season has already begun. Our expert analysis are churning out important lessons learned and draft analysis on incoming rookies so you can get a jump on your prep and will have incredible free agency and a summer league coverage as well. But only if you're part of our premium member team. Head to sportsethos.com now and click on the premium tab to grab a fantasy pass today. Seriously, just cook yourself one extra lunch per month because this deal is only $5.99. I'll see you there. I'm 
miles and miles and miles. This next running back here is going to kind of break my heart talking about because, once again, I just got over talking about my favorite football teams, running back the New York Giants. And now I'm going to give you the second player that I believe is getting way too undervalued in terms of his average draft position. And this man is Miles Sanders. I know, I know, I know, I know, no. Settle down, okay? Settle down. Okay, let me explain for a second. What did I talk about in my previous segment here? Value, right? Let's look at the value in Miles Sanders in comparison to players that are being drafted around him. Can you guess or think about right now what ADP what average acquisition, meaning what kind of what rank would you put Miles Sanders in terms of drafting him in fantasy football? Where would you put him? Top 10, 15, top 20, top 25, top 30, top 40, where do you think? Miles Sanders is not ranked in the top 10, is not ranked in the top 15, or the top 20, or the top 25. His ADP is 28. The starting running back for what is supposedly going to be a very high up-tempo offense is ranked ADP, or getting taken 28th out of running backs currently. So, I thought about it, okay? And I was like, how can I prove to my listeners that Miles Sanders is worth a pick? about seven spots higher than that. So I have him right now at 21. I have him surrounded by guys like Antonio Gibson, David Montgomery, Josh Jacobs, Brees Hall, Cam Akers. That's kind of where he falls in my rankings. I think that's fair. But to say that he should be drafted by guys like Rashard Penny and Devin Singletary is baloney in my book. Philadelphia Eagles got better on the outside, right? Don't you guys know they got AJ Brown. What does that do to a defense? We got to think. We got to we have to think in fantasy football. We can't just guess. We have to envision what we're going to see on the field on Sundays. AJ Brown and Devontae Smith are going to garnish plenty of attention from the safeties and from the linebackers. The linebackers cannot get up in the running lane so easily anymore because they have to help with the pass. The Philadelphia Eagles have had zero passing threats besides Devontae Smith last year to keep the linebackers and the safeties honest. And if you can keep the safeties and linebackers honest, my friends, they're not so quick to jump running lanes. So what does that do for Miles Sanders? Miles Sanders is going to have gaps to run through. Miles Sanders is a good back. He just hasn't had the lanes, and he's also been pretty much banged up for the past two years as well. Of course, there's injury risk in every player. I mean, this is the second player I've talked about that's got an injury risk. But again, it's value. Where are you going to get a Miles Sanders in your draft? It's value. In 2019, as a rookie, Miles Sanders rushed for uh, 818 yards and three touchdowns. He had 50 catches for 500 yards and three scores. He played all 16 games. 2020, he played in 12 games, 867 yards, six touchdowns, and for some reason, he only caught 28 balls. And then last year, he played in 12 games, 754 yards, 
And you know what he had in touchdowns? Zero. Miles Sanders had zero rushing touchdowns last year. So, guys, think about that. That's, that is the reason. That and his health concerns, for obvious reasons, is the reason why he's dropping so far. Because people aren't looking at his stats. They're only looking at his fantasy numbers. But if you add six touchdowns, or you add five, you add seven touchdowns onto that total, his fantasy numbers will be, would have been just fine. Especially, especially for an ADP of where I have him at 21. What is a little bit concerning is that his target shares have been going down. I mean, rookie year, he had 63 targets. Second year is 52. Last year was 34. But I do, do believe that the addition of A.J. Brown not only helps Jalen Hurts and Devontae Smith, it hurts Devontae Smith and, and helps Jalen Hurts, but I think it really helps Miles Sanders. Yes, Jalen Hurts is going to run the ball, and it's the same argument that I've heard over and over again about Lamar Jackson being the number one running back in, in Baltimore and how the running back is useless for fantasy purposes. <laughs> Get a grip. Absolutely not. Because J.K. Dobbins is going to be on one of these episodes. Not this episode, but I'm going to talk about him on one of these episodes this week. So get your big pants on, your big boy pants on, because I'm going to talk to some J.K. Dobbins. But Miles Sanders, I'm telling you right now, is a steal at ADP 28. Give me Miles Sanders over Devin Singletary and Rashard Penny. Come on. All day long, especially in an Eagles offense that Vegas has scoring a ton of points every single week. They're going to have to run the ball. Jalen Hurts is not going to drop back and throw, you know, 50 times a game. He's not. He's not Peyton Manning. So think about that when you are making a decision on whether or not you want to take Devin Singletary or Miles Sanders. Miles Sanders is extremely undervalued this year. I'm moving him up seven spots from his current ADP from 28 to 21. And the last running back that I'm going to talk about on this episode, a running back that I believe has a chance to beat out his current ADP, is a man that if you follow me on Twitter, I have been talking about, I even created a thread on as one of my deepest, deepest sleepers this year. I'm extremely high on this guy because I love the way that he runs. I love his heart, but I really love where he landed in the draft and what team he was drafted by. This man is Tyler Allegier, BYU running back, drafted by the Atlanta Falcons. But, but, but JP, um, I'm a little bit concerned that he um, doesn't really catch the ball, and um, they have Cordell Patterson. And they have Damian Williams. Cordell Patterson is a concern, but on third down. Damian Williams is not a concern. Damian Williams has been a career backup. Kansas City, backup. Chicago, backup. Atlanta, backup. He may start off as the starter in early down work while Cordell Patterson gets the third down work. But think about this, guys. Atlanta Falcons, are they going to be good this year? What do you guys think? You think they're going to have over seven and a half wins this year, under seven and a half? Atlanta Falcons are not going to be good this year. 
They're just not. So what does that mean in terms of young players? If the Atlanta Falcons have a brain in their head, they're going to want to give run and work to their rookies or their younger players, first or second year players. Give them the experience they need. Let them get dragged across the mud a few times. Let them learn on the go. And Tyler Allegier is in the perfect position to be this guy for Atlanta, the workhorse on early downs. In 2021 at BYU, did you know that he was fourth in the country in rushing yards? 1,601 rushing yards. That's an average of 5.8 yards per carry, people. Oh, not to mention he scored 23 touchdowns on the ground. (laughs) This guy is a beast, and he's exactly the perfect counter to what Cordell Patterson is in terms of when they line him up in the backfield. Even though Cordell Patterson said, actually, I'm sorry, he didn't say, I was reading an article that a writer thinks that they're going to kind of back away a little bit from putting Cordell Patterson in the backfield so often because they're going to need to save him for receiver. Yeah, I know they got Drake London. I understand they got a few pickups here, but Cordell Patterson is a receiver. And without Ridley in the picture, they're going to need some receivers. And he's going to be one of their main targets this year, isn't he? So do I think Cordell Patterson is a problem in the backfield on third downs? Absolutely. Alex Year has much, much, much better upside in non-PPR. But with that being said, let's look at his ADP. Algiers ADP currently, right now, right here today, is 60. Tyler Algiers' current ADP is 60. Why wouldn't you, late in your drafts, you know, when you're picking up the scrubs or you're thinking about getting a kicker, which I highly suggest not to do. I say you always pick a position player, and then right before the season, after camp ends and after everything's ready to rock and roll, then you drop a player for a kicker. Never waste a roster spot early in training camp, late in training camp, before the season and preseason on a kicker. It's a waste. Remember that because you can always pick one up. There's injuries that happen in training camp and preseason. The more players you have on your roster, the better chance that you have that you could survive an injury or you can have the player that steps in for an injury. Or you can have a rookie like Tyler Allegier very late that could burst onto the scene this year and be very valuable as either a flex or running back two, or even just a fill in on a bye week. Cause those are important. Let's say Damian Williams does start off as a running back. And let's say Damian Williams is doing pretty good. He's having an average season, what he kind of does every year, an average season. But the Falcons lose and they go 0 and 6, 0 and 5. Do you think they're going to start giving Tyler Allegier some run? Heck yeah. Why wouldn't they? Again, give your young guys some run. We know what Danny Williams is. Okay? We know who he is. And if we actually look back at Damian Williams' career, which I did, we see that Damian Williams in 2021 had one game for the Chicago Bears, where he was the workhorse. He had 16 carries for 64 yards. That's a 3.6 average. That's not good. And the Bears knew that wasn't good, so you know how many carries he's had 
uh, after that or even before that. 16 carries was the most. The second most in 2021 for the Bears. Damian Williams rushed for six, rushed six times. He's a career backup, and that's what he's going to be in Atlanta once Tyler Agier gets going. Once he figures it out, he's going to be a great pick in fantasy, especially in a dynasty. Listen to me. Grab him now. In 2021, Cordell Patterson ranked 29th in rushing. Did you know that? Yeah, he was a great running back to have last year, but do you know why? He ranked 11th in touchdowns, 29th in rushing, 11th in touchdowns. Because of those touchdowns, his numbers were inflated. Those should disappear this year. Those Cordell Patterson touchdowns in the run game should disappear this year thanks to Tyler Allergier, and he's going to take all those touchdowns away. His passing numbers, however, in Cordell Patterson, 52 catches, 548 yards, and then another five touchdowns. I can absolutely see him repeating those receptions, yards, and touchdowns this year. I really do, but not those six rushing touchdowns. I just don't see it. Whether it's Tyler Allergier or it's Damian Williams, they're going to get the running touchdowns this year. But Tyler Allergier is big. He's physical. He had 23 touchdowns last year for BYU. He may get every single first and second carry, second down work for the Atlanta Falcons, if just Damian Williams can just stay out of the way. Give me Tyler Allergier, who's currently ADP 60, at around 38. I'm moving him up 22 spots. And also what you need to remember about my rankings is I'm very, very high on drafting early or running backs early in drafts. I love getting a first-round running back, and then I like getting a second-round running back. So I'm able to take a risk on my third RB on my roster, like a Tyler Allagier, a little bit earlier. Well, actually, a lot earlier, 22 spots earlier. Because I, as of right now, I wouldn't start him. I'm drafting him because of his potential and value. Okay, so keep your mind and your eyes glued on Falcons camp, Tyler Allagier. All right, my good people, this is the end of episode 10. I really hope you enjoyed this episode. I love talking running backs, fantasy running backs, just NFL running backs in general. I just used to play the position, and I used to idolize guys like Ricky Williams, like Damian Tomlinson. I used to break down film of these guys all the time, and I just find it so enjoyable to break down running backs for fantasy football, especially for you guys on this podcast. So again, if you'd like this podcast, make sure that you comment, make sure that you, you download, subscribe, rate, do everything you can, but really make sure you also follow me on Twitter. That's extremely important. As always, beginning of this show and beginning of every show, I'm going to go through my polls. I'm going to answer any questions. Okay. I want this to be a very listener friendly show. And I can't do that unless you guys get onto my Twitter at JP Sticko and get yourself involved. All right, I got a storm brewing here down in South Carolina. Clouds are now turned, uh, skies now turned black. So, with that being said, I'm going to head out of here. You guys have a great work week ahead. Summer has arrived. Enjoy your weekends when you can, but get back to work starting on Monday. 
All right, everybody. As always, peace, love, and fantasy football.